I'm Hannah Bailey. And I'm Tefer Ajemian. Welcome to Yeah, a show where we talk about young adult lit and what it can teach us at any age. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah! yeah! So this week we are talking about Brendan Kiley's uh, newest book, Tradition. So if you didn't listen last week, we had an excellent interview with Brendan Kiley, so you should also listen to that. Uh, so Tradition is his newest book, and it is about um, a lot of things, but primarily centered around uh, like rape culture and toxic masculinity at a boarding school. So we're going to dive right in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things in this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a really good book. It's an excellent um, book. I really, really, really love it. I mm-hmm. think it's very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just rereading it. So I read it pretty soon after picking it up mm-hmm. at Yeah Fest and uh, and then I just reread it this week to prep for our episode and uh, mm-hmm. was really like struck again by all of the yeah. really great things that are in it and um, I think I liked it even more the second time I read it. Yeah yeah I have not given it a full second read because I, I read it for the first <laughs> time like a week ago yeah. but I did a skim and I'm like yes I want to I like frequently if I like a book like to read it twice frequently in like quick succession because yeah I just like pick up more the second time I, and traditionally like I I haven't had traditionally <laughs> um that's how I read books I okay. always like to to read a book through and then read it again through yeah um, but now that I am a grown up, I have less time to do that, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Yeah, definitely. When I was a teenager, was prime like finish a book, okay, flip it back over, yeah. <laughs> start again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah. So I mean, the main themes of this book mm-hmm. are uh, are really. I mean, the main main theme is about consent and rape culture, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in private schools. Um, yeah. But also more generally. Yeah. Um, or just anywhere that has like a an old boys club mentality. Yeah. And so, you know, the world. The world. Yeah. Essentially, <laughs> essentially the world. Um, yeah. And it's also got uh, much more subtly, but quite a lot of reckoning with privilege. Yes. Um, and I mean, as you'll know, if you listened mm-hmm. to last week's episode uh, where we interviewed Brendan Kylie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that he's very interested in exploring, yes. especially as somebody who is a white cis hetero uh, dude um, mm-hmm. from the East Coast. Like he's, he, yeah. you know, um, it's something he engages with really actively and deliberately. Yeah. And you can really see it in mm-hmm. this book. Like once you're looking for once it. Once you're looking <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah, you can see um, it. I mean, I think even if you weren't looking for it, you would mm-hmm. see it. But yeah. When you are looking for it, you see a lot of it. Um, yeah. I think one of the one of the other things that uh, that this book really does beautifully is it deals with friendship really mm-hmm. in really like nuanced ways, mm-hmm. um, which I really like. Like one of the things that we were talking to Brendan about, that I think is interesting about this book because there's there's like family relationships really aren't part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you get a lot more time spent on friendships. Yeah. And which is really cool. And I think there's really, we'll get more into it later probably, but there are really uh, like nuanced and thoughtful portrayals yeah. of friendship. And I really like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things mm-hmm. that I was thinking about a lot um, this last time reading it mm-hmm. is how, I guess high school and, and university too has this, but but mostly high school has this really unique space for super intense friendships yes. in a way that like you don't... You don't make the same kind of intense friendships as an adult. Mm. Um, I think unless you preserve some of those friendships from high school or university. Mm-hmm. But there's just and and it being yeah boarding school kind of amps that up. It's mm-hmm. like it's like camp friendships, right? Yeah, I was gonna say. See, I that that was interesting for me because I like didn't really have those kind of intense okay. high school friendships. But I think camp friendships are probably fairly analogous. Yeah. Um, when you're just like 24 seven with this small group of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't go to boarding school. I went to a small private school. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would say actually for me, it was less, maybe less at school and more camp summer things. Mm-hmm. But like when you make your group of friends, they are so important. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just noticing, you know, this whole book happens in a semester. Yes. And they go from, this friend group goes from being essential strangers to being, like, ride or die. Yes, like yeah, it's family, true. Like, family, you know? And yeah. that's, um, that's something that's special and that's something that just, you know, only really happens in mm-hmm. that kind of environment where yes. you're just with people constantly. Um, yeah, it's true. So, I mean, that's kind of a lighter note in this book, but I think mm-hmm. I think Kylie really, like, captures that. Um, really well. And I think often when young adult books, especially young adult books about like, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, darker topics, deal with that intensity of friendships, they often have it painted as a negative thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, There's often like an unhealthy dynamic. Yeah. Uh, Peer pressure or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this is just like the opposite. This is a healthy supportive good mm-hmm. friendship yeah that, really beautiful yeah where they push each other on to do good things and mm-hmm. to like make themselves well um, yeah and I mean I think part of that is he also deals with um like how like the pitfalls of friendship like how like relationships can can break down and be repaired yeah I think he does that really 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 beautifully yeah uh, which I like a lot. Um, do we want to just dive more into friendship now? Or Absolutely. I, I have other things that I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, like, keep, carry on. <laughs> yeah, so one of the things that I really, really love about this book, which I don't think I've ever read in YA before, is you have a male narrator who has, like, an explicitly friend crush on a girl, mm-hmm. um, which, like, you, you don't get. Yeah. Uh, like, you have, you have backs who, like, admires Jules and like wants to be friends with Jules but like he he just wants to be her friend it's never romantic Mm -hmm. and like you never see not even just in YA in like books in general I think like men who like admire women outside of romantic attraction unless they're gay unless they're gay yeah yeah Yeah. straight men who yeah yeah. and so I it was on the second the second read through that I was like yeah this is really special and really yeah cool i think one of the kind Um, of subtle really cool ways that that's communicated in the book mm -hmm. is that you end the book you have no idea what jules looks like really 
That's true. Like, I think they talk about her being small. You get the impression that she's a small person. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Like, color of her hair, color of her eyes, nothing. You know what Aileen looks like. Yeah, that's true. You know what Heather, Bax's ex-girlfriend, looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And I think that's just, like, a really really cool way of communicating it. Bax notices her expression. He notices her strength. Yes. He notices that she makes him feel comfortable and Mm -hmm. makes him feel at home. But there's never any of that sort of like piece by piece body fetishization. Yeah, Yeah. dissecting her appearance. Yeah, that's true. You like get physical descriptions of like most of the other Uh characters in the book, but not Jules. Yeah, Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I hadn't noticed that. That's cool. Um, it's it's similar with Bax though actually yeah because you, you don't, see him you through don't Jules have a lot eyes. of idea of what he like you have an idea that he is big yeah and at one point he describes himself as having like a buzz cut and then it grows out yeah and that's really and his all hair I is curly know about his and that's appearance. You know. yeah 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 which is like a, he might have blue eyes but I don't know I don't think that's even mentioned no okay um yeah. Hackett has blue eyes Hackett has blue eyes I explicitly I think Javi has green eyes explicitly yes Javi does yeah, have green eyes yeah um but that's just that's like a, a neat little writing trick mm-hmm. that I noticed that yes. is was a really cool and effective way I think mm-hmm. of, communicating, of communicating like that, yeah this is somebody I am I am interested in like as a person yeah 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 so I really like that um other other like evasion of stereotypes things that I like and we we've, we've talked about this is that um uh like I like that the Javi and Jules friendship and just Javi as a character is not like because the gay best friend is like a trope right um but but this book really avoids that trope mm-hmm. uh in in good ways yeah. like he's a real person and a real character yeah <laughs> and Can- not just like. Can you talk about that a little more? I'm really interested in what your, like, thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, like, well, yeah, I was trying to kind of think of that. Like, what, like, what makes the gay best friend the gay best friend as opposed to, like, a best friend who happens to be gay? Um, And I think part of it is, like, when you have that tropey character, he's usually, um, like, very surface level. He exists to, like, be, like, fashion inspiration and, like very very like bubbly and on the surface um and like doesn't get his own story at all right Mm -hmm. um i think is is a big part of that um he's usually just a very stereotypical gay man um who is used as like a prop and uh yeah and like an accessory almost yeah yeah um like he's like the perfect best friend who doesn't have his own stuff I mean and because that whole idea is so rooted in like cultural misogyny and and patriarchy because it's like okay he can be your best friend because he's not a woman who's gonna stab you in the back yeah but like he's also not a Mm -hmm. man who's gonna ogle your boobs he's just gonna you know bash the way you look because apparently that's okay yeah (laughs) yeah so it's it's very clearly not like that and I yeah you also get a really clear picture of the fact that like they are friends because they have kind of come together and bonded over like mutually feeling a little bit of an outsider thing yeah um so you you get an idea that their friendship is based more on than just like she's a girl and he's gay yeah yeah (laughs) like i mean it actually is sort of based on that but not but but in a like they both feel like outsiders yeah 
because of their experiences of marginalization. Yeah. Um, I like also that they started out hooking up. Yes. And then that sort of like Javi was able to come out and... Mm -hmm. You get the sense now and then that Jules is a little bummed. Yes. Oh, yeah, you definitely <laughs> like, do. You definitely get that. Um, but, like, they're still best but friends. But they're still, they're still best friends. And there's yeah. actually, I, I was just rereading this, so it's fresh in my mind. There's a really beautiful part where Jules is sort of, like, reflecting on that. Yeah. And she's she kind of admits that, like, sometimes she's disappointed that they couldn't have stayed a couple. Mm-hmm. Um but then she's reflecting that, like, the hobby that she loves wouldn't be that person yeah. if he weren't queer and, like, all yeah. of that. Um, another thing that I, I appreciate is um, Jules learning how to have a female friendship again. Yeah, Because I think, I mean, I think Jules is such an interesting character. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I really like about Jules is that I don't like her that much. Yeah. I, I like, I don't find her very likable. <laughs> I I find her irritating. I find her uh, a kind of hardcore white feminist in in the sense Mm -hmm. of, like, um, taking up other people's causes without really, like, engaging. And I think that's one Mm -hmm. of the things that she learns. And we can, you know, when we get into talking about the privilege landscapes in this book, we'll get into that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I like Eileen as a character much more than I like Jules. yeah. Uh, Jules um, is just she's she's kind of obnoxious and yeah. she's you know wealthy and privileged and looking for a cause mm-hmm. um and then I mean of course ultimately it's very scary for her to take up her own cause right yes what's hard for her is to put down the like warrior flag for a minute and be like also I'm a victim yeah yeah um, I like her a lot more by the end of the book yeah. where she <laughs> has like done a lot of growing yeah um um but what I was gonna say mm-hmm. sorry is that at the be- yeah. no no I distracted myself <laughs> um, yeah. at the beginning of the book because mm-hmm. her close female friends have just dumped her yes she's very much like I don't like any of these Fulbright girls I'm not like Fulbright, Fulbrook, eh. Fulbrook, Fulbrook, Fulbright is a scholarship. Fulbrook is the That's school. That's true. Um, she's like, I'm not like the other girls, and she's very yeah. much like, I don't wear cocktail dresses. I wear pants. And yeah, like, <laughs> she does. She does really buy into the like, I'm not like most girls. Yeah, yeah. Thing. And um, and just getting to know Aileen helps her sort of get her head out of her butt a little bit, and and be like, okay, I can be mad at these girlfriends. And also build a relationship with other girlfriends. And maybe I don't hate Mm -hmm. all girls at Fulbrick. I just haven't been hanging out with my crowd. Yeah. Um, Um, She also does a lot of growing of, like, realizing the ways in which she has been, like, fucking up. Yeah. Um, which I which I appreciate and I think is done really well. Like, even at the beginning of her and Eileen's friendship, you see that, like, like, she... You get the you get the sense that she has always sort of wanted to be better friends with Eileen, um, yeah. But or like like been interested in her and like yeah. thought that she like they had things in common and stuff. Um, yeah, they've but, been acquaintances. They've been acquaintances. Yeah. Um, but then you see her realizing like oh like like she sort of thought that she was fine because she never participated in the like abuse of Eileen yeah. by the other girls, and yeah. then she was like. 
yeah, but how many times did I stand there while they did it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so she sort of has to, like, realize that she has that, like, secondhand accountability. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, like, earn Eileen's trust, which yeah. I really like. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it really takes until she's in the same position as Eileen was in her first yeah. year because because Aileen um was sexually assaulted in her first year mm-hmm. at Fullbrook and I got the in- the impression that Jules was not no uh, in the same way at the senior send-off um although sort of seems like the entire freshman class gets sexually assaulted at the it senior does class. yeah yeah <laughs> but Maybe I, I guess different there's different levels to, of consent yeah. there yeah uh, it just made I me mean, feel physically ill saying that yeah. There aren't levels of consent. Come the fuck on. No, no. <laughs> but maybe different different levels of of what the boys do. To exactly. Them. Exactly. Um, um anyway. Uh yeah, but it still takes horrifying. until till Aileen is the first person who's like, Hey, I believe you. When mm-hmm. everybody everybody even backs is like Yeah. Not believing, believing her and thinking yeah. thinking that Jules just wanted to hook up with her ex-boyfriend and like mm-hmm. yeah and and Aileen becomes yeah. the one person who's there for her because yeah. Javi can't be because Javi's suffered his own kind of assault mm-hmm. um yeah and and he needs some more time before he's ready to be there for her yeah um Bax kind of believes the party line and yeah you, you know he doesn't really know anybody he yet he's very new yeah um, well and and he hasn't to, to give back some credit for our listeners, like, he, when he hears what she says, he believes her. Yeah. But he, when he's just hearing the, like, line of, like, oh, Jules hooked up with Ethan, he he believes that without yeah. questioning it, which yeah. is, like, still a bit of a problem. Well, I mean, but is it? Because he doesn't know their background. That's like, true. Like, That's I, true. I could he see does it not. for people who have known Hackett for a while, who know the environment, mm-hmm. getting it. But for Bax, he's been there for like a month at that point. That's true. Yeah, I forget um, like how accelerated the timeline yeah. is. It, fe- it feels like longer. Even yeah, he doesn't not. he doesn't know Jules very well yet. Yeah, um, and when he finds out, like some guy in the in the locker room says, like, "Oh, Jules is crying rape." Yeah. As soon as he hears that, as soon that, as he hears he is that, he's horrified. Yeah, that's true. As soon yeah. as he hears that, he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah, and goes and finds her, and mm-hmm. also beats up Hackett, which is very satisfying. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> yes, quite. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that. I mean, female friendships. <laughs> yeah, Aileen is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to talk a little bit about. Um, the privilege what I call we've been calling we've sort of coined this the privilege landscapes <laughs> in this book uh, yeah I just absolutely. realized this has come up for the last few episodes so when it's we talk about term. privilege landscapes what we mean is that everybody mm-hmm. has a different network of yeah. privilege everybody mm-hmm. has a different network of privilege and disprivilege yeah which is why you know uh, a queer white woman can have a lot of privilege even though she's queer absolutely. or uh, um you know, a straight black woman can have straight privilege or mm-hmm. a queer person of color can have thin privilege. Like, you know, there's yeah, lots, there's of, lots of layers. Yeah. And, and how often if you have major disprivileges, it can sometimes make you more blind to the privilege that you do have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, that's ableist language. I'm trying not to use that phrase. I apologize. Blind to. Blind to. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
um, one thing I noticed really intently on mm-hmm. this read through uh, is Bax, who I, I love. I love yeah. him. Oh, I just said great. I don't like Jules and I love Bax. And I think that's maybe just because I identify a little more with Bax than with yeah. Jules. Um, yeah, I feel like I like <laughs> Jules more than you. So yeah, that's possible. Yeah, um, I think I mean, I think I'm also probably unfair to Jules. <laughs> and I think probably as we talk about her, I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to start being like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. OK. She definitely <laughs> has like unlikabilities, but yeah. she has. I mean, she's she's very strong and very like powerful in mm-hmm. ways that are really, really admirable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but what I like about Bax, so Bax is a straight white guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an athlete. He is, um, you know, sort of stereotypically the, like, top dog in the school. Like, Yeah, he's very, like, all-American. Yeah, he's from Ohio. He's a farm kid um, mm-hmm. who, you know, played football at his high school. And uh, mm-hmm. then he comes to Fulbrook, which is this extremely wealthy private school Mm -hmm. and he's a full scholarship kid in a postgraduate year and it's Mm -hmm. kind of he sees it as his last chance and Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of really interesting talk about like bodies and worth that like I would love to talk about around that yeah um but what I really like with Bax is Mm -hmm. that you know he's coming out of this trauma um he had a really traumatic accident playing football at his Mm -hmm. high school that got him kicked out of playing football which was gonna be his ticket to college and sort of everything Mm -hmm. and he's trying to make it up by uh by getting good enough at hockey to get a hockey scholarship um but he had a girlfriend at his Mm -hmm. old school who is black named heather and so much of the first half of the book is backs flashing back to things Heather taught him. Mm-hmm. Yes, which I love. Um, and he clearly has just so much respect for her. Mm-hmm. He's still in love with her. He misses her like crazy. Yeah. Um, she broke up with him mm-hmm. uh, after the accident. Um, and that puts him in a position where um, he is much more capable of seeing injustice. Yes. Uh, and I just love that the book acknowledges the work that this woman of color did for him, yeah, to get him where to he get is. him to where he is. Yeah, it was not something that he just like figured out on his own. Yeah, it was him listening to, yeah, to Heather, Heather. Yeah. and learning how to listen to her. Like it's yeah. really clear that at the beginning she would get super frustrated, and because- there's even a point where he's like, "Heather said to me, like, you need to listen better. Mm-hmm. You need to be a better listener when people yeah. are talking to you." Um, um, and I just really admire that because I think I think Bax then actually teaches a lot to, um, to Jules. Oh, absolutely, and, and to Javi and to the other kids because he goes from being in a fairly privileged position in his rural public high mm-hmm. school to being in a very disprivileged situation in yeah. his private in this private high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I've seen a novel that does that transition so well. No, it does it very well. Yeah. Um, one more thing that I really love about the the Heather mm-hmm. thing is that um, it's so rare, and like I don't know if I've ever seen this, to see um, a male character thinking about an ex, especially an ex who broke up with them, in like a positive way that's yeah. not just pining. Yeah. Like you do get the sense that he like still really cares about her and misses her, but like... He's also, like, very just, like, 
thinks about the things that she taught him and yeah. like appreciates that and like doesn't resent her for breaking up yeah. with him and like there's none of these like kind of like toxic yeah like misogynist yeah. feelings that you usually see portrayed in men after absolutely like the girl that they miss broke up with them yeah. um and so i really love how that's portrayed and how it's a model of like taking the good things from a relationship that failed that like maybe you wish hadn't yeah um and not like holding on to anger and, yeah. and stuff about it like i not really rewriting the narrative not being yeah. like oh my god she was just always like down my neck about this and this well and this. absolutely yeah. and yeah and not uh, like still being able to be like yeah she was a really good person and uh yeah i just really like that yeah yeah um so I got I did get us off track a no, little no, bit because I we was were, I had a point and uh we were talking about privilege yes and Heather oh um one thing I I, I just wanted to to um touch on the breakup though because mm-hmm. Heather breaking up with him is kind of brutal oh yeah like that's- like like she's a she is you know a really important person in his life but I feel like some of the the reason that Bax escapes from that anger is because he feels absolutely like he deserved to be broken oh, up absolutely with. he holds a lot of shame about what yeah, happened and and so much self-loathing yeah and um i love the again like god kelly interacts with so much in so many subtle ways mm-hmm. but i was really struck by the body politics in this book around yes. backs because we usually see that around women. Mm-hmm. We usually see that talking about sexual worth. And that yeah. comes up also. Oh, but, absolutely. But talking about bodies as, um, you know, worthy by their sexuality. And mm-hmm. in this, we have a, a male protagonist who's really thinking about his body's worth and his self-worth in terms of what his body can do. Yes. Both positive and negative. Mm-hmm. He says a million times, like, am I worth 50000 to the school? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he really has this, there's this this very strong sense as bodies, of bodies as commodities, mm-hmm. as monetized. Yeah. Which is so which true is, which is what in high school scholarships athletics. are. Yeah. It's what sports scholarships are. Is, yeah. Is monetizing bodies. Yeah. Um, and there's this thing where, like, he has been praised and valued for having a large, strong body, mm-hmm. which can do sports. <laughs> yeah. And then he has one bad hit, which is something, like, he talks a lot about flashbacks to his coach saying, yeah. hit, 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 hit. Yeah. Right? He's been coached to do that. He's been mm-hmm. taught to do that. He's been told that that is what his body is for. Mm-hmm. And then there's one bad hit. Yeah. One accident. And it's, I can't believe you could do that. I can't yeah. believe you're such a monster. It's a very, like, it's such a troubling narrative to read. Because yeah. you see how, I think this 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 segues well into, like, talking about toxic masculinity Absolutely. and stuff. Like, you see how Bax has been conditioned and like taught his whole life that like his value is in violence and aggression yeah and like just like constantly that's drummed into him like to be violent to be aggressive and then but no one teaches him where the line is yeah and so he steps over it uh like completely accidentally um and is completely dropped by almost everyone because of it Um, and it's and it's made into well, you, 17-year-old kid, should have known. Should have known, yeah. Exactly how much to pull um, back. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just in case, just in case people haven't read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens is Bax like tackles a teammate during a practice um, and breaks his back and paralyzes him. Yeah. Um, we could also talk about how making teenagers play an insanely violent sport is, is like uh, not a good idea. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about that. Um, um, but yeah, I think this... Uh, is it cool if I segue into like the toxic masculinity um, stuff, or did you have more to say? I I wanted to make one more note about the body politics, yeah, and, which I think will help that segue. Sweet. Um, <laughs> which is, I think, one of the reasons Bax and Aileen mm-hmm. are such a good pairing is because they have this very similar narrative around their bodies, right? Absolutely. So Bax has that, and then Aileen has this where she's told in her first year that her body mm-hmm. is good for um, sexual uh, uh, pleasure for men, mm-hmm. and so she takes that and kind of runs with it and is mm-hmm. like, fine, I'm going to like be sexually active with as many guys as I can because apparently that's what I'm good for. Yeah. And then everybody's like, oh, she's such a hoe. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, And it's just, I, I think I haven't seen, I've seen that narrative and I haven't seen it written onto a male body in a male coded way. Yes. Um, And I just think, I think that's really powerful having mm-hmm. those two narratives. Yeah. Uh, because it does it talks about the larger conversation around bodies mm-hmm. yeah around teenagers around worth mm-hmm. yeah um yeah and and i mean it is all part of toxic masculinity yeah absolutely yeah, yeah um so yeah so like i just think that like toxic masculinity and rape culture and like just like deeply misogynist milieus are really well constructed in this book um and like it does a lot of interesting thinking and like showing how like those sorts of spaces and those sorts of attitudes are cultivated in all sorts of small ways um which i think is really it's it's just done really well so one of the one of the things that i noticed right at the beginning is um there's a there's a little scene that seems to be like it it doesn't seem like it's related to rape culture or anything at the beginning. There's a scene where, so when, when Bax arrives at the school, he's immediately, like, taken under the wing of these two sports bros, um, one of whom later becomes uh, Jules's rapist. Yeah. Um, so he's immediately taken under their wing, and they, they bring him through this sort of, like, not exactly initiation ritual, but, like full brick tradition which is where they have stolen basically an initiation ritual yeah 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 yeah. uh they have they have stolen the photograph of last year's graduating class from the headmaster's office i think yeah um and then so they take him out into the by the river and uh have him smash and burn it um and then the like next scene you see the like opening assembly and the headmaster kind of like starts with like so something was stolen from my office harshly and then he's like ha 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 tradition this happens every year and it's just a really good um like illustration of how when the rules aren't actually the rules that's really dangerous absolutely um because when these boys are taught that like that's a rule that doesn't matter and that's a rule that they're not gonna get anything for for breaking then then they're gonna feel like they can break other rules yeah um and and i thought that was just really chilling and really well done of how like it shows how like rape culture isn't constructed just by 
things about sex like it's a lot more than that absolutely i think that's a really Um, good point yeah so i thought that was like very well done yeah that's not something i picked up on but that's so interesting because then when jules does report her assault to the headmaster with her guidance counselor there Mm -hmm. you know um yeah saying how do we go forward and make a complaint yeah he starts out as like oh this is very serious and then as soon as he hears who it is yeah it's well didn't you guys used to date well were you drinking well are you sure Mm -hmm. and then his daddy flies in on a helicopter and then it's well Jules we need you to leave yeah um Mm -hmm. and I mean it's exactly the same the same thing you know it's it's well the Jules's of the school are replaceable like that photo in the headmaster's office exactly and the Ethan Hackett's are not Mm um yeah it's uh yeah 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 and it's uh yeah it's such a it's such a problem with Uh private schools it's such a problem with the private school system uh which just upholds wealthy Mm -hmm. people it's i don't know yeah (laughs) Yeah. i went to a private school in boston and it was a very different kind of private school but like Mm -hmm. you still you still got it you still saw it like Mm -hmm. It was a lot, there was a lot more cracking down on, on racist shit um, mm-hmm. in the school than there would be otherwise, but like, like teachers would say no homo, you know? <laughs> it's just like, God. yeah, anyway, <clears throat> New England private schools, <laughs> Yeah, we weren't one of the bad ones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think it's really well like the the book just does a really good job of of thinking about how those sorts of attitude are yeah. are perpetuated. And one of the other things I like is that it also uh, does some work showing showing how those sorts of places also um, create uh, and shape women who up who uphold their own oppression and who Absolutely. who perpetuate the abuse that they have received. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is also is also shown really well. Yeah, yeah. I know um, you mentioned Jillian and, really and Shreya. Disturbing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, well, there's that 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 really good scene. Um. The the banana oral sex scene. Um. Where, where they're they're, like, tormenting the first year girls. Um. And and then uh, Jules is thinking back to when that happened to them and how uncomfortable they had been, mm-hmm. but they kind of have taken the 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 abuse that that they were subjected to and and just like how they deal with that is by perpetuating yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um and they deal with the fact that they've been made to feel powerless by making other vulnerable girls feel powerless. Yeah. And I mean I also want to make yeah. it really clear um they're both grooming these girls for the like senior send off grad night thing where yeah. they're sent off with senior boys and expected to have sex with them. Yeah. And saying, like, you need to learn how to give a good blowjob because you're good. this is expected of you. Yeah. And they're also, this is sexual assault. Yeah. Like, yeah. like making an underage kid give a fruit a blowjob in front of a crowd, that is sexual assault. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's horrifying. horrifying. It's awful. But yeah. it is. It's, it's when you are victimized and abused, mm-hmm. you either break that cycle or... 
you internalize it and you perpetuate it. Yeah. And you make it okay, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if I can laugh about it. It becomes this. like the funny tradition thing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, one thing I also really enjoy just in mm-hmm. enjoy is not the right word appreciate, appreciate. <laughs> uh in the overall like like creating the landscape mm-hmm. creating the um the systems of abuse in this school uh is heavy talking about being gay at yes. Fulbrook um because he says like yes this school makes a big deal of being uh LGBTQ affirming mm-hmm. but if they uh, there's this really good scene where they're mm-hmm. in the boathouse, Jules and Javi, and they're about to get caught by a teacher, and Javi's like, it's okay if they catch us, I'll just like kiss you and we'll pretend we're making out, and it'll be fine, they'll let us go. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, he kind of gets very quiet and is like, but if it was me and Max, who's the, he's not his boyfriend yet, but they're mm-hmm. like flirting and they're talking. Like, yeah. Um, we wouldn't get a smack on the wrist. We would get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, we would get in more trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And also, um, he's like, it's either that or they're going to want to put my picture everywhere as the gay poster boy mm-hmm. of Fulbrook. And how will my super conservative Cuban family feel about that? You know, yeah. so it's just, yeah. you know, we're gay affirming, but not in any way that protects the safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that Fulbrook also makes a very big deal of being like multicultural accepting women and oh, yeah. encouraging women and mm-hmm. having them go on their great careers but yeah. like not if you challenge the yeah. status quo mm-hmm. um and well we're gonna like actively abuse you while you're here yeah, yeah. And, um, and you better not say anything about it because yeah hackett's daddy has a um, uh, private helicopter. A helicopter yeah 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 <laughs> yeah no i really like how like that that's a really good example of of Jules's eye. There are a few good good threads of Jules being kind of her eyes being open to the to the privilege that she hasn't been realizing she holds. Yeah. Um and so one of them is is thinking about Javi and all the homophobia yeah. he faces. Um and the other is um is realizing her class privilege with Bax. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also there's like this is a more minor thread, but um the other thing that Bax really struggles he struggles with being way poorer than all of the other students yeah. but he also struggles with feeling a lot less intelligent than all of the other yeah. students um and uh and she starts out kind of like not like teasing him about it yeah um but then slowly kind of realizes yeah 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 that that is not kind mm-hmm. and it's i think significant that um Bax loses a lot more by getting expelled yes. than jules does yeah. Backs like over and over everyone has been saying this is your last shot the only mm-hmm. thing we see of his dad is his dad saying this is your last shot don't screw it up mm-hmm. yeah. um, and I mean it's an interesting situation in this novel where the straight white boy protagonist actually has less privilege mm-hmm. than the white girl protagonist Yeah, but you do get the sense that Jules's mother is going to be supportive of her yeah. Um, that she's, you know, going to be able to spin this into a great college essay and, you know, still, she'll go be to, fine. still go to Smith or Swarthmore or wherever she wants to go. Yeah. Um, Bax is going to go work on his uncle's farm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which I think is what he wants. Yeah. Honestly, it sounds like that's kind <laughs> of what he wants. Yeah. 
he but, likes working on the farm. But it's true. It's um, like one of, we haven't really touched on this and we're almost out of time. Yeah. But uh, but um, I really like that this book also it doesn't shy away from the fact that like allyship and solidarity like requires sacrifice yeah. and is hard. Um, and that's one of the things that I think you you love most about Bax as a reader is that he he is willing to make those sacrifices Absolutely. for what is right. It's a it's a thread throughout the book that he really he wants to do the right thing and he wants to learn what the right thing is and how to do it. Yeah. Um and that is yeah. I think that's one of the things that draws him to Jules also. Oh, absolutely. Is that Jules Explicitly is somebody, it is. Yeah, Jules is somebody who who has that ability. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've been being really snide about her. But um it's one of those situations where like yes, her her confidence is born of privilege, mm-hmm. but she didn't have to use her privilege for that. Yeah. That is that is not something she had to do. Absolutely. That's something she chose to do. Yeah. She's chosen to take the platform that she has, even though it makes her kind of a pariah, even though it gets mm-hmm. her into trouble with the administration. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's really significant yeah. that that back sees that and is like, OK, she's the one who's doing this work at this school. Yeah, so she's, she's the, the one, one I want to be hanging out with. Yeah, she's the one who I was gonna, who I'm gonna learn from. Yeah, uh, he says explicitly at the beginning, he's like, if I know what the right thing is, I want to do it, but I like have such a hard time knowing what the right thing is. Jules is somebody who knows what the right thing is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna stick with her, and exactly. I, I love that. Yeah, um, and right from the beginning, it like gets him flack, and yeah. he. Yeah, I, I I like Max. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I think we do need to <laughs> to wrap up. We do. I think it's significant that in their final act of protest, mm-hmm. that finally gets Bax and Jules kicked out. Yeah. Um, they protect Javi and Aileen. They do. They yeah. make sure that Javi and Aileen are not going to be uh, explicitly linked to, to what's yeah. happening because they understand that Javi and Aileen have the most to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't know much about Aileen's class background. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think also Jules kind of realizes that Aileen has been dealing with it much longer yeah. than Jules has yeah. and just wants to protect that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And maybe even thinks that Aileen will be able to do more. Yeah. Um, at Fulbrook in her last semester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if Javi gets kicked out, he goes back to Cuba to his very, very conservative family and, mm-hmm. you know, probably gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Yeah, um, probably gets outed in the process. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So um, it's just so carefully done and mm-hmm. and um, really impressive. Yeah. Um, for both of them. Yeah. Um, and it comes it comes back to to what we said at the beginning about like that friendship is just so beautiful that the four of them forge together. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, tradition by Brendan Kiley. Um, it's good. It's so good. <laughs> Read it if you haven't. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and check yeah. out Brendan Kiley's other books. Yes, also, the they last are also true good. love story. The mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Gospel, of, Gospel Winter, of Winter, which I have not read yet, and really, have I really, really want, want to. to. I am probably going to just go buy that. Yeah, um, <laughs> and All American Boys is the other one. Yeah, which is co-written with somebody whose name I forget. Jason Reynolds. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, next week we are going to be doing another Indiegogo patron book. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be reading. Uh, the, the astonishing color the astonishing of after. The astonishing color of after. I forgot what the adjective um, was there. Thank you to 
Alyssa Alyssa Rossellini. For suggesting this. Oh, Alyssa Rossellini. That's nice. I like her. I mean, I like everybody who donated Mm -hmm. to our Indiegogo campaign. We know Alyssa. And it's also one that Brendan mentioned in the interview last week. uh, As being a good kind of up and coming one to read. So that's uh, Uh, that's exciting. Yeah, when he said that, I was like, oh, hey, we're reading that because somebody asked us to. Yeah. So pick up a copy, The Astonishing Color of After. It's probably in your local library and uh, and read that. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Yeah. If you want to leave feedback, suggest a book for us to read, or just say hi, send us an email at theyapodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at yapodcast and individually at tefferbear and at thebalesosaurus. If you like the show and want to help us make it even better, consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon has an awesome bonus where for the first month, they'll give us an extra 50% on top of whatever you donate. So that's for about the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, your pledges go much further towards helping us keep the lights on, uh, helping us pay our editor, um, helping us ideally eventually pay ourselves also for this work. Mm-hmm. Um, so please pledge what you can. You can also get all kinds of great perks, including early access to bonus content, shout outs, guest appearances, and more can head to patreon.com slash yapodcast to donate. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts and by sharing this episode with a friend. Um, I also want to give a quick shout out to the people who have already left uh, reviews for us on yes. Apple Podcasts. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. It really means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. Special thanks to Great Bear for letting us use their song Jenny's Groove as our theme music. You can find their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp.com. This episode was produced and edited by Tom Zlatni as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. I'm Tom Zlatni, host and producer of Up for Discussion, a long-running comedy podcast on the Upford Network. Every week, me and my team of hilarious improvisers use audience-submitted questions to dive deep and delicious into every topic under the sun. Nothing is off-limits. The audience has... Full control. It's like going to an improv show, only it's in your ears, and nobody's asking to see a scene about sex toys. Hopefully. One reviewer called it an underappreciated cult classic. Another reviewer called it not a very compelling product. Go check it out and see for yourself. The Up for Discussion podcast. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold. Topics of High Importance, a podcast where we get high and explore food, science, gaming, pop culture, and beyond. Filled with super tangents, forgetful flubs, and that awkward kind of tension that can only be produced by a married couple. Topics of High Importance on the Upford Network. Join us, won't you?